Midnight, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Crystal, and I'm Crystal Fear, and you are. I forgot. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, I knew I had it here. Mr. Cleaver. Yes. <laughs> and today's choice was VHS from the year of our Lord 2012. Yes. It is American uh, found footage horror anthology. You bet. <laughs> yes. Where did you watch this? Uh, I streamed it on, I think it was Tubi. It had it, they had commercials into it. So it ran about two hours for me just with the commercials, but free. It was easy to yeah. find. Not, not, it wasn't hard at all. So it wasn't like I had to go dig through the, uh, all the dredges of like YouTube or anything. It was readily available. I'm surprised it's not on Shutter. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I just happened to say it into my, uh, into my phone or into my app and, uh, for my cable and it pulled it right up. So I just took the first thing that was available. It could very well be, it could very well be on Shutter, but it just gave me Tubi as the first option. You've been watching anything else lately? Um, I've been doing a lot of just like, uh, I go through like YouTube wormholes of like horror live streams and, uh, upcoming movies that are going to be released and all the things people talk about like bodies, bodies, bodies and other kind of movies that are coming out. So I kind of like, I definitely go through these like YouTube stretches and that's what I'm on right now. It's just these different content creators on YouTube that deal with horror. Have you watched anything good lately? Uh, no, I've had the kids lately. so I'm just <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> or whatever they want to watch. I just uh, binge the second season of Creep Show, and it's awesome. Oh, okay. Uh, that on um on Shutter. Yep. Uh, I need to watch that. You should. Well, wait for. We'll, we'll probably end up doing it if we. <laughs> I know. It's like I don't know. What, I don't. I don't know what to like. Now that I'm kind of like you're introducing me to anthologies, like my radar's up about them. So whenever I hear of a new one or a possible one, I'm like, no, don't watch it because it just very well could come up. And I want to have like a first watch if possible for this. And that's the case with this movie. I actually have never, it's always been like on my radar because obviously there's been a lot of other movies made for VHS, but I have not watched this movie. And I'm actually surprised because there's several times that I've thought about it and even had it on the screen to watch it and I've not watched it. So I'm glad this is kind of like quote, forcing me to watch it because I've been wanting to see it for a while now. Well, that's a bummer. I I remember after I'd seen Sinister in theaters and it, that movie had blown me away. That's one of my favorite movies the last 10 years. And so I was asking people, it's like, is there anything out that's kind of similar in tone to this? And a lot of people were talking about VHS really it makes said vhs yeah. they'd be compared to sinister yeah it makes sense yeah i guess with the videos and all the things that yeah I, yeah i just had like <clears throat> i have like this love hate relationship with found footage movies 
just because I think that it's like threading a needle. It could go between obnoxious camera movement to being able to still frame the story. If that makes any sense. Like I, I have this like love hate. Like I saw Blair Witch in the theater when it came out and I had, that was such an amazing movie all around i don't know if i was like if my impression of it was higher because i saw it in the theater it was like i think opening week and the theater was full it was just a really amazing experience and i thought it was it was my first real like you know found footage kind of movie that i saw so i was like wow this is amazing this is great but then like the of course is like that then the you know here come all the other movies that are found footage and it's just like you feel like you're on a merry-go-round for you know an hour and a half and you want to get sick so i think that there's like ways that you should do like paranormal activity kind of like they rely on a stationary kind of camera which is one way to do it i suppose but uh this video or vhs like rocked me when it came to visuals with like this shaky cam like like this camera action on this was like pretty intense for the majority of it on this one oh yeah absolutely for vhs yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well well this was created by brad M- miska miska and bloody disgusting which is and i know like the web i go on the web page a lot and on twitter and stuff like that um but they did this situation where they had five, I guess, for the, what, six people, like six directors. Well, Radio Silence is three people, but like essentially six directors. And they're each responsible to like, I guess, shoot a, it was pretty free range. They're allowed to do whatever they wanted as long as it fell into in the category of found footage. And uh, they were allowed to basically shoot whatever they want. Now, is it the first ever and it's kind of like get such a loose kind of parameter of filming, I heard, I read. Oh, they yeah. Pretty, they were pretty much allowed to do whatever they want as long as it fell into found footage and, you know, and met that requirement. And it was Adam Wingard of You're Next, uh, David Brookmer, uh, Ty West, which is you know, we just recently did X, which is amazing. Glenn McQuaid, Joseph Swanberg, and Radio Silence, which is, I mean, they did your next, but their recent, most recent has been Scream 5. Which I loved. Yeah. So there's some like notable people, definitely like from your next. And, you know, High West is great. And Radio Silence is, is a huge name of horror right now. So I was pretty excited for, to see what was going to happen with this. Um, well, I also, well, okay. So I'm very like, I just finished it. So, okay. So I watched an hour last night and I watched an hour tonight because it, I just happened to start it late. So I'm just actually coming off saying it. Um, oh. Yeah. I, I'm like torn. Okay. So there's definitely things that I really, really, really like about it. Like the amateur night one with the succubus, I guess you want to call it. I don't know what you'd like vampire, you know, female vampire, the, the one that was like the guy's night out. 
he was wearing the 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 uh video eyeglasses yep. uh great effects uh the scene where he comes out of the bathroom and i think her name is like lily or something she is contorted and like backlit it looked amazing uh there's a lot of things in this movie that were great a lot of it had to do for me with the effects and um just uh, yeah the practical effects were crazy i found it just to be I didn't, again, with the characters, I feel like a lot of the characters were just like shit people. Uh, like you didn't really like feel any sort of, sort of way towards them in any regard, like live or die kind of thing. The guys were like super bro-y and douchey. Yep. Like, and you're like, God, like, you know what's funny is that I read that that at the Sundance Film Festival, this actually premiered in 2012, and it was the first time that all the directors saw the film in its entirety. Okay, so when they gave their, I guess their segments to the to the director, uh, to the I guess the, the bloody disgusting and the other the, uh, Brad, I guess that he compiled them all into this like movie with the, the wraparound story, and they the first time they saw it was there, and it's kind of funny that like they all kind of submitted the same sort of vibe. If that makes any sense. Oh no, totally. I can see that. Like a lot of just like bro-y, uh, like the 1031-98 where they like, they're all dressed up for Halloween and they're going to this fun house. Again, kind of just like bro-y. Um, the first 20 minutes, the wraparound story, I guess they call it tape 56 had a real like jackass kind of but like sinister jackass like they go up to him and they like strip her down or they are just demolishing things in town or there's kind of like well, yeah. i consider like jackass on like meth basically is what i <laughs> was is what i would like equate this to it was it was um it was just crazy to see that like these five or i guess like six or groups of people that created something kind of had like the same sort of thoughts if that made any sense no i gotcha um what did you think i well yeah i love it (laughs) (laughs) i think it's it's so dark and hilarious and it's it's a really good ride i don't think there's a miss a segment miss in this i think tuesday the 17th comes the closest but Tuesday the seventeenth, which like I guess they call it like, I, it, like they call it like a glitch killer almost because it looks like yeah. uh you know the kind of like glitch in the camera kind of thing. Yeah. I think they got good ideas. I just think it was a little underbaked. Yeah, I thought the tie the tie West story was really good. Um, I liked the idea of like there was like character development in that and looking at mature short if that makes any sense it was a lot of there was a lot of rocky footage like film footage um but yet i was still on the edge of my seat watching it the whole time because i was waiting for it like whatever it was because in the beginning he was just kind of like forcing her to kind of like want to have sex on camera and she's like no 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 and then she gets like the the fortune that says you're gonna be reconnected with the love of your previous love or whatever and uh ends up 
basically killing her husband and then leaving with her, I guess, oh, lover. Yeah, we, we <laughs> leaving can, with her lover. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, start. So we'll <laughs> quit spoiling it. Spoiling it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're like you said, we open up with uh, Jackass on meth. Yes, and they're higher. Like, well, basically, they're. It was a bunch of choppy footage where it just shows them running around the town and being crazy and doing antics and this, that, and the other. But eventually, they're kind of hired by someone to go into this house and to find a VHS tape for. They'll get. They're gonna get paid for it. So they all decide to break into this house and find this VHS tape. No one knows exactly what they're looking for. The guy says you'll know when you find it, basically. But there's like a mountain of VHS tapes. There's a million VHS tapes in there. So the house is pretty empty, but they go upstairs. They find this, basically, assuming that the owner of the house, he's dead in a chair. And there's like several video, like uh, televisions with that, you know, classic either snow or like VHS blue screen that you would see after like a tape is finished running its course. And uh, they're just, they're going through and they're looking through the house. A couple of people are in the basement looking and they find some tapes. And then, you know, the leader sends the one guy up into the dead man's room and there's tapes in there. So it's kind of their way to segment between each short is that, this wraparound story is is each one of these guys finding a tape to watch. So it leads into the first one called uh, Amateur Night. I like the narrative device. I, I think they're really fucking dumb for stopping and going through tapes instead of just packing them up. But. Yeah, they, they like went through it and watched them and they, like, yeah, I don't know what the point was of having to like view the tape before you just packed it in a backpack and left. Because some tapes they packed in a bag and then some tapes like they were they had to watch. So it didn't make any sense, but um, essentially the first one Amateur Night is, you know, these three guys, they kind of course the one guy who's a little bit more meek and mild to wear a pair of glasses that has a videotape on it or a camera on it. And they want to either film him having sex or hooking up or something in that regard. But they, you know, you're watching the night through his eyes because it's his glasses and they're drinking and they're drinking and they're drinking. So they're getting more and more intoxicated. They're at a bar craziness, like normal kind of like antics uh, you know, eventually, you know, doing drugs a little bit in the car. Uh, they end up bringing some, they end up getting out of the, leaving the bar, getting thrown out of the bar or something. But they get into a car, which, you know, great idea. They get into a car and yeah. they all head back to the hotel room where it was the three guys and two women who didn't have any relation to each other. They weren't friends or anything. But the one girl they brought back who was, uh, kept on whispering to the guy wearing the glasses, I like you, I like you. And this yeah. girl was just disturbing looking. She just seemed off. Like she's a she just seemed like weird. Yeah. Like whispering or her eyes seemed large to me, which were off putting. Like I, I, her eyes as visually were off putting to me. Uh <clears throat> like she just looked like 
out of place at the bar. But she was one of the girls, and the other girl was just really wasted, passed out. And uh, they were gonna, like, him, and, like, her, the, the girl who was really intoxicated, and the guy were gonna have sex, but she passed out. So it's like, okay. So he wanted the girl who the other guy brought home with the glasses and kind of like started in with her, and they all start kind of like making out. It looks like there might be a threesome or a foursome going to happen, I like in some regard. But as the sex started beginning, like this Lily girl ends up just like eating the one guy, basically. Yeah, and her body starts transforming. Yes, <laughs> and like you know, she has like her forehead starts splitting. Uh, she's just, and it's really great effects, like about like all insides coming out like i think she ripped the penis off the one guy she sure does yeah uh it was i thought it was really great and then like you know the guy the kid with the classes runs out of the room as this is all happening with the other dude bro into the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) yes they run in the bathroom they're screaming they're yelling uh, they're freaking out while his, their, other, their other friends basically get eaten, you know, or blood sucked or whatever, you know, a succubus does, I guess. And then, <laughs> then uh, you know, they make their way out. She ends up getting the other guy and begins like that. She ripped his <laughs> his penis off, sure and she and she begins eating him, which gives time to the kid with the glasses to make his way out the front door. And he's running and he's screaming. He's banging on windows like, let me in. No one's listening. And he falls on the steps. And there's a great practical effect where you see his like, bone out of his like arm or, or leg where he, he had fallen down the steps, which is, you know. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was a lot. But then, you know, she finally catches up to him. And I think she was going into like, like to have oral with him or do something. And obviously he wasn't getting hard for it so she's like you don't like me i don't see why by the way i yeah i can't see why he wasn't aroused at that moment but like and he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry and she basically like flips on him and then you know is angry but it ends with her being winged at some point and just taking off with him yep (laughs) yeah and that was a pretty great scene too it's like it was really shot really well like again the camera movement was all over the place during the scene but you're able to get enough visuals of the fact that you saw wings you saw that he's like basically in the air people are around you look you see like the, the street It. Was, I thought it was great and the last shot of the glasses come tumbling down to earth yeah and they on the street and they like land on the, on the ground and I heard that there was a spinoff movie of this. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm, of course, because this was actually one of my favorite shorts of this. So I probably will check it out just to see what they did with it. Because I thought this was a pretty composed uh, thing. The only thing is, like, you know, the guys were rapey, which is whatever, because they were like, you know, the girl passed out and he goes, you know, don't do anything. You know what I mean? The yeah. one guy's laugh on the couch was like very unsettling. 
Like, do you do you remember? He was like the one, like not the one that was making out with the girl who passed out, and not the guy with the glasses, but the other guy who was just on the couch. And it was probably t- like fifteen minutes of him just solidly laughing. Yeah. And it was like I, I was watching this movie with my roommate. I go, listen, we're, we've all been we're drunk and done stuff. Like, what is he on that he's laughing like that? Like, because he was just relentlessly laughing and i was like it that was almost making me more unsettled like again i don't know if that was just done on purpose to just to add you know this anticipation to it because even in the the movie lily like leads forward and she like hisses at him like to shut up like i don't know if you i don't know if you saw that but she she crawls on the bed like leads forward almost like to like be like shut up like and like but you can see she was almost like non-earth you know like you could tell she wasn't human when she was doing that like making animal noises kind of i know that's what made her so creepy to me is like her her bestial she yeah it was just you just could tell there was like just something off about her and it was uh, that was unsettling but again i thought it was this was a great short i but i love stories that escalate and then they go out on top, essentially, where it's like they know they can't top themselves anymore when she's flown away with them. <laughs> so the segment just ends. Yeah, and it was like the scene where he comes out of the bathroom, but they I think they both come out of the bathroom, but they're hiding while their friend's being, like, devoured, and she's, like, double-jointed, like, contorted, her arms over her head, and she's just there posing, it uh, was frightening. Yeah. That would be frightening. It's freaky. That's what I love about this movie is it's And she's like backlit where yeah. she looks like she's glowing but but shaded and it, it was just and she was just still. Like you weren't like, is she gonna like run for you? Is she like what is she doing? Like, you know, it's it was it was I was definitely on edge with when I watched this. Absolutely, same. A lot of people consider this the best. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to the wraparound story. I'll call it a wraparound story, but like where the kid who watched it was watching this. I guess it was like the one of the films he had found in the room. He was gone. And I don't know. I don't know if you have any like background. Did he disappear? Like I, I feel like whoever watched the film was like no longer around. I think that the implication was that the the dead guy who turns out to be a zombie, yeah, got him while we weren't paying attention to him. Okay, because I I, I guess that's what I figured too. But then I was like, did like, he disappear? Because the one like the one wraparound, we see that one kid was his decapitated, but the first couple you didn't really like get a finish on that. We just they were just no longer there. So. I didn't know if it meant like you were like sucked in. I was trying to figure out something, but again, me looking for something more than there is, but like, but, uh, you know, another guy comes up and he's like, where's, you know, so-and-so and And he's on around and he, he, so then he goes, starts digging through the videos and finds a video and puts it in. And it's the next video, which is, uh, second honeymoon by Ty West. Oh yeah. Love Taiwan. Yeah. And this was kind of just brighter and 
a different vibe than the the first twenty minutes, like the wraparound and, and the first story, which are like very dark and shaky or, uh, f- like not frantic, but just like the the sh- the first short was very broy, whatever. This is more just a couple on like a cross country trip, a very intimate kind of video. Yeah, they did a good job. Oh it yeah, like a like a couple's video. And it kind of reminded me of like the early days of vlogging, you know, before vlogging was very, it was, this was very like, you know, grainy looking vlogging kind of thing where, you know, uh, it's, it's just like a couple videotaping themselves and they're on a road trip and they're like kind of, in, they're, I think they're in Arizona and you know, the, the beautiful scenery, the rocks, all the stuff. And the guy seems kind of just like, you know, it's called second honeymoon. He seems very like disconnected. Like they don't seem very romantic in this at all. No, not at all. Yeah, it's not like I wouldn't have known they were married unless I saw the wedding ring on the guy. Obviously, they were like it's romantic because the first like twenty minutes of the hotel room, he's like pretty much begging her to have like sex on camera, and she's like, no, 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 this is ridiculous. So, but again, he just seems very like melancholy and letho- like lethargic. I don't even know what I'd call it. Like just like maybe not I, not interested. <laughs> I don't know. I read it just as like you reach a stage where you're just like content, and I don't think it means that he's pretty much checked out. Yeah, he's like, you know, cause he's like thinking about what to do the next day, and he's like, oh, well, you know. Let's let's like if we could just extend the trip a day, we could go up to Vegas. I could play craps. That's something I'd want to do. I'll let's do that. I want to do that. But again, like she's like, okay, let's go to bed. And it kind of just like literally, it was like after that discussion, I go okay, let's go like let's turn on the lights, go to bed. And and it was just weird because I watched again watching my roommate, and she's like, they're sleeping in separate beds. Like even those two beds in a room, like I would have still been sleeping with my my husband in the same bed. Like, it was just weird, even though it was two beds in the room, they were still yeah. full beds to sleep two people. It was just weird they slept separately. But you, they go there asleep. Of course, then, like, a night kind of camera ha- action happens where you just see a person in their room and, you know, goes to the woman, the, the wife, and, like, has a knife and, like, is, like, tracing a knife down her body goes over to the guy, you know, looks at him for a while, goes into the bathroom, dunks uh, his toothbrush into a toilet and steals a hundred bucks from his wallet. And they mentioned something about a girl coming to the room asking for a ride the next day. Like she needs help, needs a ride. But he kind of like turned her down and and it wasn't a big deal. It was just kind of like this weird thing that happened. But again, the knock on the door in the hotel room was like, nerve-wracking you know because who knocks on a hotel room door yeah they're definitely setting up yeah i i would be freaked out i would i don't even know if i'd answer because i'd be so freaked out so i'm not on a hotel room door and um the next you know the next thing happens am i right there's two nights right there was the there was the next night then they and, go to the grand canyon oh they go to the grand canyon the next day he kind of like accuses her of stealing the money and she's like, no. And he's like, well, it wouldn't be like the first time you did something like this. 
And she's like, okay. But she's like, I didn't steal your money in it. I didn't do that. Like, you can just tell, like, he didn't believe her. Yes. Uh, I also happen to notice that now looking back at the ending is that she locked the hotel room door that the, the, the flop over locked. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So the only way you can get into a hotel room be, would be to have that someone from the interior open that in like that, that lock. Cause that's not like a, a use a key to get in or Jimmy, it kind of lock. That's like one of the inside metal, like latch lock. That's a good catch. Yeah, that no one could open unless you're on the inside. So that thinking about that was weird. But then you know, the, the second night happens, they they talk about going to Vegas. Uh, they go to bed, and this time, the camera comes on, and the husband just gets like his throat ripped apart by a knife. Yeah, that's really graphic. Yeah, it is like. And it's like his face is exactly like the kind of face you would have if you're like completely caught off guard to get stabbed in like the throat the way he was. It's like you're just he's just gurgling in his own blood basically. I think he choked on his own blood. Yeah. And (laughs) the next scene is again the, the camera comes on and it's the wife and her lover, which I think is a woman. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, and wearing some sort of mask, and they're, like, making out as if, like, they're together, and they did something, you know, obviously. But, like, again, I just wish there was a better camera angle on that reveal, because I had to rewind it to, like, try to see if I could see, like, the sex of the person, like, and, but it was a great ending, I thought. Oh yeah, it's a nice little twist on it, and it's the second time you watch it is the more disturbing because then you realize it's essentially the whole video was just them toying with the guy before they brutally murder him. Yeah, like obviously she let her in. Let her in. I'm sorry. Obviously she let her in. Like she, you know, fucks his toothbrush. And then there's actually a video part where he's like brushing his teeth, and then like it's just a lot of just. She gets the she gets the the fortune at at that at the place and it says you'll be re, re, reunited with a, with a past love, and it's like foreshadowing of that. I thought it was a, I thought it was one of the more mature shorts that that were out of this like series of movies, because it just had character a little bit of development, uh, a shocking reveal at the end, you know. Oh yeah, nothing paranormal either. Yeah, it was just it was just a fucked up person, like just a fucked up thing, you know. And that might make it the most disturbing thing. Yeah, it was, and it was like almost like I'm gonna take you on this trip, and I'm just gonna kill you, and it's just what's gonna happen, you know. And it's it's just weird, and 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 it feels almost real. Yeah, like he was um, the whole time; he didn't even know it. Yeah, it was just his his like hours were numbered, basically. Go back to the uh, go back to the wraparound story again. You know the dead guy in the chair. I think at this one, you see that he wasn't in the chair. There was a couple times when you looked the per- behind the person watching the video and he wasn't there. Yeah, 
so you start to be like, what's going on with this guy? Like, is he dead? Is he not dead? Uh, you flash to the people in the basement. They're, the one guy thinks you see somebody in the, in the corner, but you just saw the guy was missing off the chair. So you're like, you're anticipating, like, again, the movie's very dark. It's very shaky. So you're anticipating always like a jump scare at any moment. I was at least. Uh, especially when they were like, oh, I thought I saw somebody, saw somebody in the corner and you already knew upstairs the guy wasn't in the chair. You're just waiting for that. But it never really came. But you're just, you're again, you're anticipating this. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it made you really, it made you really nervous the entire time you're watching it. But again, someone else goes upstairs looking for the previous guy. He wasn't there. Uh then it leads into Tuesday the 17th, which I think is a funny title because it's like we're after Friday the 13th. Yeah. So I just think that that was just, you know, unique titling. And this was the one where two guys, two girls decided to go up to the mountains or the woods to like hang out for the day or the week. It was just not really discussed, but like for the some time up there. And they normal enough like attractive girl dorky guy you know buff guy kind of thing normal kind of vibes they go up there they're hanging out in the forest or walking around the one kind of says you know makes a comment like you're all gonna die up here i don't know yeah like out of nowhere and the guy's like what and then they're smoking weed, so like she starts laughing, like she's just like fucking around with them, and everyone's just like, 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 ah, and brushes it off. But you can just tell the one guy was like, "What?" He's like, "You got me." Yeah, and then they kind of like brush it off as like she's just messing with him. But there was a flash to a scene where of a, of a blood covered body, almost like a like a you know flashback, but you don't really know of who, when, where. It was just kind of like a blur, a yeah. quick. They do that every now and then. They just insert these cuts of like a dead body or. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, and then, you know, again, they're in the water. He's in the water swimming and he's joking around like he's drowning. So, but again, you're waiting for something to happen. The pretty girl and the dork go off because the pretty girl has to pee in the dork like it really likes her. So uh, he's filming. She's like, are you filming? And she's he's like, no, but he is. And she comes out and she's she wants to show him a little bit of like a cheerleading routine that she had been working on. And just as she starts, this giant knife comes out and like basically it's like thrown at her and comes through the back of her head in through her eye. It was awesome. Yeah, I would say that's like a top like that practical. And as she turns to the camera and her eye is just dangling there. It is really good. And then this guy approaches them and yeah and then like the camera starts glitching in a weird way like where you could you kind of see the imagery of a guy in the glitch where uh he comes towards them he kills them both and then uh i think the girl the main girl says you're gonna die finds the camera she walks back with it to the other guy who she told it. Remember they said, you're all going to die. He was like skeptical of her. And basically she's using this as, as bait that she tells him that she's using them as bait 
to lure this killer out because nobody believed her the last time that it was a killer and she wants to prove that this thing exists and he's like what are you talking about and they basically found out the other two people are dead this glitch killer comes out and slits his throat and he dies and she kind of has this series of like booby traps to like trap him but doesn't really work and she ends up just getting like disemboweled like in the forest and left for dead yeah that's pretty much straight through what it is yeah and every time one uh the killer or as it turns out is there more than one i don't i don't remember but anyway um yeah it would it see it felt like there was more than one but like it was like she had a trap for, for him and then when he was trapped, they went back and he wasn't trapped. So I don't know if it was just one or if it was multiple. And every but time it, close to the characters, the ape starts glitching out. Yeah. Again, this felt very like paranormal, uh, untouchable person kind of killer. But uh, yeah, there was, that was the end of that scene, basically. That was the end of that one with and again i wish there was more just like it seems like a good idea for a story but it felt like you got like the the middle of the story and that was it like there was no before the story or after the story it's like somebody were to tell you if you were sitting at a bar and someone was telling a story and you caught the last like like the middle five minutes of it you're like wait what happened like and it's like you almost want to know like the whole story kind of thing Oh yeah, there there's definitely a few moments that were cool, but yeah, I feel like this made this lackluster this one because if you maybe had 10 more minutes to either develop on the front end or the back end, it could have been something more, I think, but yeah. It it was just kind of like you get you get the whole story or a story and then you kind of left there with like, okay, so this killer got them and you're like, okay, like but I, and I think it's surrounded by giants. That's one. That's another thing where you look shorter, surrounded by taller people, and it's just all the other segments are good and creepy. Yeah. And this one's kind of just a slasher, just chucked in there. Yeah, it was a slasher. You know, a bit of a like segment of a slasher put in. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and like, then what's that? No, you're good. Go ahead. No, no. I- we and we go on to the, like uh again the next kind of the next story which was uh this one I think was the weirdest uh oh I anticipated you having questions about this yeah it was called the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger that was the title of this one and <laughs> you know it's kind of all in a zoom call and She's talking with her boyfriend who's in Michigan. He's, I guess he's going to be a doctor or he's in school or whatever. And she's on phone calls with him wherever she's located. And she's, they're going back and forth, back and forth. Weird things are happening in her apartment. She says, she thinks it's haunted. Uh, the camera catches a kid behind her. She's freaked out. Uh, He's kind of like either telling her, you know, not to worry about it. Maybe it's nothing kind of thing. He did see something, but he kind of like, he wasn't reacting the way I think I would react if I saw it on camera. Yeah. I think he was pretty just 
low key about it. Like, I'd be like, leave the house right now. What are you doing? Like, he was just pretty much like, you know, don't worry about it kind of guy. She's but, got uh, a little bump in her arm. She keeps. Uh, she's, yeah, scratching her arm and, and then eventually digging at it with like a fork or something. Yeah. Uh, just weird stuff. And then uh, the one, I guess she ends up past, like, she ends up trying to, you know, She's scared to, to see these entities on her own, but she wants to kind of communicate with them and may find out why are they haunting her. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's something she could do or help them or whatever, put, her, put their mind at ease. She's walking around the house with her eyes closed and she's holding the laptop and he's like directing her. And I guess they're there. There's two of them at this point. And she screams, yells, she falls over, and I guess knocks herself out. And he comes in, the boyfriend, who must not have been far at all. I think comes, it's right next door, I think. Yeah, like, which I, I, was, was a weird kind of reveal. He walks in, and he immediately starts cutting into her abdomen or chest bone or whatever it looked like. And then he ends up pulling out this, like, fetus and communicating with these aliens or whatever, I, I'm assuming they were some sort of alien life thing and saying, I don't know how many times are you going to do this? You know, I don't think your body can handle this. And uh, he's, he had to make it look like an accident. So he ended up beating her up so it could prove that she was like schizophrenic and the doctor, or one of his friend doctors diagnosed her as schizophrenic. And which would equate to why she's quote unquote seeing things, but they're real. And I guess he's using her body to like harvest babies. Like, yeah, alien, babe, alien human. Baby. <laughs> it was the most, it was the most, I guess, like the arm issue with the lump in the arm that she was itching at or bothered by was a tracking device. Uh, I was reading about this. I, had, I looked it up because I was like, wait, what is this? And then the other scene was that he had another girlfriend that was happening. He was using as well. And so he was, had several girls, several women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had to look it up myself because I, I used to think I was smart, but I didn't get alien at all. I thought they were still ghosts and they just pulled a random fetus out of her. But then I looked it up. I'm like, aliens? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess the aliens are using their, her, like, with these bodies as, like, for, for, alien human hybrids kind of thing so but i was definitely not getting that vibe at all like i thought again paranormal kind of thing and the house is scary and it was creepy when she was walking around with her laptop with her eyes closed yeah i i was i was definitely but again it preys on the fact of like feeling that that feeling you feel when you hear something and you're by yourself or you're uneasy or scared when you're by yourself because even if there was nothing, your mind plays tricks on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this was definitely that kind of vibe, but there was actually somebody or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was strange, but I, I liked, I still ended up liking it. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was a great, like short. I, um, I, it was the lighting of it with the feeling that remember when she was, it was so dark, she was using a camera, the flash is the light. 
it puts you on edge because you're waiting for that one flash to go off and it's like of course like someone or something there yeah so you're, you're waiting for the flash that that happens in of course so yeah there was a lot of technique there that was used to scare you yeah super good uh, what's that this is an oddly horny movie too because we get our like sixth or seventh pair of breasts in the fourth in this segment yeah it's like if you were to give like a fraternity row a bunch of video cameras like and come back and, and film some horror movies for us like I feel like that's what this vibe this whole kind of movie was because there was just a lot of breast action in this movie. But, yeah. like, not even, like, the golden age of the 80s, like, horror breast action. It was just, like, just... <laughs> this, like, gratuitous breasts. Like, yeah, lots and lots of breasts. Like, and it was, yeah, lots of yeah. sex, a lot, lots of just, like, dudes drinking beer, like, going out and, like, gonna do dude things, you know? And it's, like, so I just thought it was funny because again, like they they all didn't see this until the final, like until Sundance, and I was just again, I'm like, you all came up with the same sort of vibe, ish, you know, and it, it was just funny that that's what happened. Oh yeah, because they're all like twenty, thirty year old guys, you know. So yeah, and the first the Mark- first scene where they like attack the girl in the in the, in the in the garage like just to pull her shirt up just to get her boobs on camera i was like oh like it was that was like over the top that was what i was like over the top about you know what i mean so i'm like did you really have to do that like and again that's why i thought it was like meth methy like jackass it's just like crazy setting these guys up to be the ultimate scumbag so that you'll believe they'll uh they'll go into a house ignore a dead body and start watching snuff movies yeah, because this movie with the with the video cam, like both the girlfriends did like topless things for him, and it's like, and again, like he he seemed like okay, like he wasn't even like really engaged with the women, like as a boyfriend. Like I feel it was just weird. Like if my you know significant other was on the other end of this video cam doing sexual things, he just kind of was like, okay, yeah, lean back, and it was like. Yeah. But it was not the way you would talk to your girlfriend during that time. No, that's not what my face would have been like. If I yeah, you'd be like, "Oh my god, like what are you doing?" Like, like you would start to really engage with them, and he wasn't. He was just kind of like this like random stiff guy. Well, yeah, because he's a he's an alien baby harvester. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's going to med school for. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I love you too." Um, let me see your tummy so I can see how the baby's coming along. Yeah, he's like, "Time to take the baby out." Yep. But again, the, the the effects of him cutting into her was really good, and like digging into her was was a pretty good effect. I thought the kids were creepier when they were ghosts, but I've never big. Well, in the next one, spoiler alert: VHS two has some of the freakiest aliens. Oh God! Oh yeah. Uh, we go back. I I don't know if this is the one where the main guy comes upstairs, but the, I think the main guy comes upstairs looking for like the other people who have since like disappeared he finds the the one the one guy decapitated uh or or is that the very end i'm sorry because i'm there was a couple guys who watched videos i'm trying to think of the order but oh you're right right at the end because it does a weird thing (laughs) really seen before where the wraparound goes ahead and wraps up before the last segment yeah that's why it like threw me off but basically like 
you know, he comes upstairs looking for him. He's like, oh, where are these assholes at? You know, he then he sees the guy with his head off and he kind of thinks it's a joke or whatever. But then the head rolls. So he knows it's a captain. He freaks out. The zombie guy who was at one time the dead to the whole movie on the chair kind of chases after him. He runs down the steps. He falls down the steps. And I guess he's pretty much like killed and doesn't get away with the tapes, doesn't get away with anything. Everyone in the house ends up dying. Uh, but then we go to the, ne- the final the final uh, short, which was called... Uh... Do you want to hear a fun fact about... Oh, no, what? That is that they were successful in finding the tape. And do you know what the tape was? What was it? The one in their camera. Really? They sent them in there because they knew they liked to film themselves doing dumb shit. And so they sent them in there to film their own deaths. Oh, my God. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, that is crazy. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> No, no. That just blew me away because, like, again, I was wondering what the tape was. Again, I, I was left figuring that I didn't get that resolution. Oh, no. You were close. Yeah. But... Yeah. But... Uh, so Radio Silence, the group, the trio that, that did Scream and everything was the last one. It was 103198 was, was the name of theirs. And again, starts out with like dude dressing up for Halloween. And which I thought was a unique costume because he was a nanny cam. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, which I think is an amazing costume. So he's a, basically a teddy bear with a camera in it, which I thought was a pretty ingenious way to incorporate the found footage and having the video with not having to actually hold the camera. So uh, again, I thought that was really smart. And these, you know, four dudes go to this house party, but there's like no party there. It's a really weird looking house and empty kind of, again, empty house. Uh, they setting off any alarm bells. They're just searching. Yeah. For they're like thinking that maybe it's a real life fun house or something like that. They're like walking through it, trying to find the party. They make their way all the way up to the, the uh, they hear, start hearing noises up in like the attic. They go, they finally make their way up to the attic and there's basically being an exorcist being performed on this woman. And she's tied up, they're chanting or praying and like, you know, all this stuff's happening. Uh, they, they first thought it was like a joke or uh, I don't know, they thought it was just part of the gag. So they were kind of playing along. Once they started smacking the woman, they start realizing that it's real they start screaming and trying to engage these guys. They end up running out of the house, but then they stop themselves and go, no, we should get this woman out of here too. I don't know if I would necessarily do that, but they decided to go the one guy, which eventually brings everybody upstairs to like get the girl. They got the girl, but whatever the deity was that they were trying to exercise, I guess was getting pissed off that they were taking the girl. Yeah. Started throwing, throwing the cult members or, or the, yeah exorcists around and then they start taking her downstairs but then weird shit's happening yeah like the the doorknobs are getting like sucked out of the door so they can't get out the windows are being like closed up on themselves the hands are coming out of the wall oh those are are freaky shots especially that when for some reason that window disappearing yeah oh that was creepy where it was almost like rolling up into itself where it just closed up completely went from an open window door to like no window it was really great i love it 
I think these are the, this is the only short that kind of use CGI. Uh, I thought it was a when I read about it, that it was a requirement that they that they were had to be found footage for all these directors, and they had to use practical effects. But I think because Radio Silence is known for their special effects, I think they kind of were like, well, we're sort of do special effects. So I think I think like the the uh, doorknob stuff and the and the window and the door kind of thing were special, but most of it, if not everything else, was practical. Yeah, there's. And if it is, see, it's blended well. It's blended well, and there's really no way you could have done it. Yeah, like there was, you know, plateware flying and things like that. So they get her out of the house, but and she's end up she is possessed. So she's really a messed up kind of like witch or possessed plus person. The guys are freaking out in the car, and. Uh, they're looking for, looking for, you know, she's next to the car, then she's gone, that she's in front of the car, that she's gone. And then there's a train, right? Yep, they're on a train track and they can hear the train come. <laughs> they're on a train track and they can hear the train coming. And does the car get hit by the train, right? It sure does. Okay. Because I read that, that uh, they also filmed the alternate ending to this where they left the house and they were all walking down the street laughing about the night and the train gets the they walk they were walking down the street and the two on the tracks and it gets hit and blown up as they're walking away laughing what do you so think were, of, which one do you like better the first one i do too but as you were mentioning the the alternate ending part of me was like that kind of would have been a fun little way to walk away like how that the movie was just so oppressively dark. Yeah. It kind of let the let the valve off at the end right there where it kind of lets you because the four guys they were really decent guys. They went back for her. They Yeah, they th- that was the thing that they wanted to be like have a kind of like jokey ending and be like, "Oh man, guys, that was a really crazy night, wasn't it?" And then boom, you know, that the car still gets rain, but it blows up and they're like all like laughing or whatever. I know. I kind of would have liked that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like a really le- yes, I think that it would have been a way to like kind of bring levity because it was a lot of dark in this movie. And uh, but I guess it was just I guess they kind of fell in line with the other one just being like dark, 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 you know. To it. Absolutely. Like yeah. Impressively. I don't know if they uh, I don't know if they have it on like special features. I mean I'd be interested to know if anybody ha- owns it if, 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 if the alternate ending is listed on, on special features that'd be good interesting to know oh it is I've seen it oh you have the special you have the the alternate ending yeah I, I believe it's on the, the disc oh my god that's crazy so that's great they are, they are, that's great they give it to you as a, as a special because it so I also want to see the alternate ending. I also saw heard that there was one for I Get Out, which I've never seen. So I love to see I love to see alternate endings so much they, because they change the whole vibe. They really do. It it's a uh, you know it's weird how much it affects you how you leave the movie. Yeah. Like the like the the difference between the version you've never seen and the theatrical of The Exorcist how. They leave on two different notes. 
Yeah, and it leaves it, the whole the whole movie can change just by the ending. Yeah. But uh, again, so the movie kind of just go, ends at that point, and it it's a bunch of just clips of the original group of the wraparound story and their antics. Uh, all of the smashing windows with baseball bats and, you know, again, grabbing women, taking their shirts off, all the cuts that they were doing previously. So, and then it was with the, with the end credits, basically. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird way to end it, too, but it wasn't Yeah. That- so, I guess they became a version of the found footage film that they've been watching the whole entire time, so. You bet. They became... <laughs> Yeah, I guess like I I I'm like I'm 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 it's like yes, I like this movie. I just want to know if like all the VHSs are like this or do they get more polished as like the anthology come goes on? Are they all just this like gritty grainy kind of uh found footage like shaky footage? I'm interested to see that. I'm sure you know, but like for somebody who has it's like I wonder, you know, when you watched the first Blair Witch and how it was just like I feel like it was like one of those perfect found footage movies, but then you watch Blair Witch two and you're like womp womp, because it's like <laughs> that's how I felt because I was like, this is so polished that this now you see the money behind the project, you you go from like a, a you know a hundred thousand dollar project to a you know a ten million dollar movie and you're like. It just looked way different, had different feel. Was it as scary as the first one? V- so, yeah, VHS too. Though it, the sequels to answer your question, I think the concept behind the wraparounds, pretty much, it never, you never get a full grasp on what the hell is going on there. Yeah, the, stor- the stories themselves, though, they're a little bit more. Um, I want to say pedestrian, but that might make a, that might sound like a dig, but it's not. They're they're a little bit more in line with what you're used to in VHS too, and it's considered either as good or better than the first one. Okay. Um, the third one is more confusing, and it's everybody's least favorite. But but uh, part four, thankfully, is as good as the first two. Okay, so there. So I would like to. That, that definitely intrigued me because, you know, this one was when I first started watching it. I was like, "What?" And when you text me, you're like, "Oh, are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm watching it. Just make sure this is the 2012. Is what I'm looking for." You're like, "Yes," and you're like, "How are you looking?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's definitely disturbing." Because the first 20 minutes, I'm like, "What am I watching? Like, yeah. what is this going to be? Is it going to be all of this? Is it? Is there a story? Do I know these people? Like." There was a couple clips of this guy. He was trying to have sex with a woman. Camera, she sees the camera. Remember that scene? Yep. Now nothing is ever done with that. I I just assumed he was uh, one of the guys just being an asshole, or yeah, nailing it, driving it, driving home the fact that they're complete dickheads. Yeah, because I was like, because the way it was kind of like it would stop and it would be like this intimate like blurb of this scene my roommate and i were like oh god what's this story and then when it, this, I, it wasn't ever a story so of me hanging i was like because it was kind of like focused a lot because a lot of the other scenes were shaky and, and wild and this one was very much like 
study camera bedroom guy and girl i felt like it was like part of the one of the the shorts but then it was like oh it's not and then i'm like but what happened with that like what is his deal what's he doing that for <laughs> that unfocused thing you're you're that you feel like you saw there that's the third movie essentially quite a bit of it you just feel like what does this have to do with anything yeah i don't think it's the worst movie ever made it's definitely like i said though once you stand amongst giants you can feel mighty small and i just think it was a misfire but this love how do you feel about this one i feel like this one's pretty good um okay so I'm going to give this one a seven only because I feel like it was a little just like a lot of boobs, a little too much rapey, like douchey guys, Um, you know, but there was some really solid like blood. There was like the anxiety of what what's happening next, what's going to happen next. Um, there was a there was a lot of great like there was a lot of great ones like the the succubus one with lily the ty west story was great i i think there was a lot of a lot of good here too too. how do you rank them oh let's see Uh, um i guess i would go amateur night second honeymoon 103198. And then I would go Tuesday the seventeenth. And then that thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Not bad. What would you do? Oh, we're not twinsies anymore. Oh uh, no. I would have went I went amateur night, ten thirty one ninety-eight. Um Frick, what's that one called now? I can't even think of it. Second honeymoon, there you go. Second honeymoon. And then um, the strange thing to happen to Emily when she was younger and Tuesday the 17th. Really? Yep. I I don't know. I I'm too lenient when I when I if I had like if I love two of the segments, I'll immediately forgive the rest of the movie because I yeah. I don't run across a lot of content that surprises me or puts me on guard as much as some of the segments in this thing so even if they're not all wholly successful i i I had a blast taking a ride well it also goes back to your question like should you leave with leave with the lead with the best or bookend it so like with amateur night you're like whoa this is really good and then you all but you also bookended it because 103198 was the closer and yeah and that one was just almost just as good but freaky as hell i yeah. The only reason why, and again, I would say the only reason Amateur Night is a standout to me, I would say the reason why I said Second Honeymoon is because of just the kill. The throat kill was like crazy and just gory and in your face. It's like inches from the camera. And again, even though Tuesday the 17th wasn't that great, uh, it was still like the kills of it the pulling the like the the intestines out or the knife through the eye i could like for i can kind of forgive the the shittiness of like the killer i guess but like 10 10 31 again was also great i think that was a lot of visuals that was great 
I really didn't like the, the the thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. I was like, I was like, okay, but again, I guess cutting her open kind of saved. But like the story just kind of dragged for me a little bit. I gotcha. Just a tad. Just what I was like. I, I could have gotten to the room. It's earlier. I can see that. Just because he wasn't like, well, they're 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 talking together as like girlfriend and boyfriend but it just seemed very strange and like detached talking you're like oh like you guys sound like you're not even like interested to talk to each other and it was you know you're waiting for something to happen or you're just kind of like okay this where's this going and then it kind of fell short for me a little bit totally get it but overall i thought it was a great a great movie did it work out at freaking you out a little bit yeah, I, it kept me on my toes, and I watched the second part of the, the movie by myself. So, being in the house by yourself, you're always like, uh, "Is this gonna really freak me out too much?" But, but again, it was—I thought it was great. That's awesome. What do you want to do next? I mean, are we going straight through this or bouncing I'm around? I'm fine with bouncing around and coming back, unless you. Okay. Yeah, I can bounce around and come back. Cool. 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 Especially because uh, I feel like these don't really build on each other. They're kind of like they're standalones. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. But it's I was gonna say before before we get into next week, I just there was just a lot of ideas online that I kinda liked. Like this was like like a devil's mixtape, like somebody cut all these transmissions together. And I kinda thought that was a neat concept. You know what I mean? Like the movie feels like it was put together for somebody's entertainment. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know how you felt about that. Well, what what movie would it be? Uh, Wait, it's somebody. Yeah, sorry. Wait, what's that? I was talking about VHS. Sorry. Oh, VHS. <laughs> no, Wait. no. Next week, I was figuring we could, we could find a sillier one. So what what were you what were you thinking? I have no idea. I'm thinking we need to. We might need to brush off some obscure ones before we run through all the obvious ones. Oh yeah, I yeah, I'm down for obscurity. Okay, well we have like seven or eight, maybe nine. I don't know. Um, Amicus anthologies, which were from the early '60s to the. Would that bother you? '60s, '70s, '80s? No, no, not at all. Well, because we got nine, we got eight or nine of them. We got three more VHSs, all the tales from the hoods, <laughs> and a bunch of obscure kind of. It's your call. I guess we'll, let's do obscure. How obscure you want to go? <laughs> uh, I I'm yeah, I'm game. I'm definitely open to what I mean. Sixties, seventies, eighties, like all of it. Alrighty then, I'll send you a list, and then you, I'll let you, you can pick again. Okay. But this was fun. I like this. I like this movie. Yeah, I definitely like this movie, and it was interesting. I, I didn't realize that I had like such big, big directors tied to it. I just, and again, it was always like on my radar to watch it. So I'm glad that like this kind of like quote forced me to watch it. But, but it, it you know, because. I have, there's people who really like this this anthology. They really like the VHS. So, uh, and really like found footage. 
So I'm just glad I was able to like watch it and appreciate it. I don't I don't know if like if I had watched it in 2012, if I would have like a nostalgia tie to it. But you know, when I watched it today, it didn't like it wasn't like it aged horribly. It wasn't. Sometimes you watch horror movies from like the 80s or 90s or early 2000s. You're like, oh, this is not aging well. It was great. It was a great watch. That's sweet. Yeah, I don't really, aside from gender politics and then the like, I and a little and a little light, bubbly racism <laughs> in yeah. those 70s or 80s. I think they've they've aged, the reason why I go back to 70s and 80s so much is because I think they perfected the pacing of it, and I think it was like uh, the 80s might have been the last completely creative decade. And but I think that we're turning that around right now because there's a lot of fresh, interesting ideas coming out. Yeah, definitely. But uh, you know, I'm just glad to see that when you know all the, you know the I guess the explosion of found footage with paranormal activity, all that kind of stuff. That it was just like it didn't seem too cookie cutter. It seemed like still kind of different it seemed different and but the same you know what i mean it just it, oh, no, it, I... it, it, it it seemed like it was able to like i i could i don't i don't know if you're saying rewatchability i don't know if i'd rewatch this one again that's also the reason why i kind of said seven i'm not sure if i would if i would run back to watching this because fresh but you know there's some horror movies i can watch over and over and over and over Yes. Uh, but this one, I don't know if I can do that with. Oh, yeah, I could. I, I've watched it like nine or ten times. <laughs> yeah, I'll shoot you that list and we'll get that all set up. All right. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. You take it easy, okay? You too.